0: shwoke lords and welcome to another best episode of cancel Sweezy. if you didn't know my name is Sweezy, which is gonna make a lot more sense to you if this is your first time watching slash listening to this show and you're like I wonder why he named it cancel Sweezy. i am actually Sweezy. so uh that's gonna explain a lot of the mystery to you welcome to the show though um, the show where, why would I go to therapy when I can just do this podcast and talk for an hour to one to two hours and, uh, and, uh, only costs me the cost it makes to create a podcast and, uh, welcome that. Uh, don't take that as sad. It was supposed to be a joke. All right. Thank you so much for listening to the show though. First things first. Uh, if you didn't know, you're new, uh, my EP, I'm a musician. My EP, Ride or Die, is out now, wherever you're getting your music, aka Spotify, Apple, Deezer, Tidal, Amazon. Uh, it's out everywhere there. It's a digital purchase and it's very fun. Go stream it now. Five songs about me, and it's a love, it's a love, bunch of love songs on it about me looking for a ride or die type of woman, uh, looking for an FGT RTD. And uh, if you, you'll understand more if you listen to it now, wherever you listen to your music, uh, but I also want you to like and subscribe to this episode, wherever you get your podcast from, because... It helps the show greatly, especially if you're on YouTube. Since we're building up that platform, uh, going from full just audio to video and audio, you can still listen to the audio wherever you listen to your audio. I know some of you drive, and it's not—it's hard. It's a little different to use YouTube on a drive than it is to like you know stream from like. Apple or Spotify or whatever you're streaming the podcast from. So you're not you know, acceptable. But if you're just home sitting there, watch the video. It's a lot more fun. Pull it up on the TV, get the whole family around. This is a family show, uh, a family show that it requires the entire family to really fully enjoy the show. And so like, subscribe, leave a comment, dislike if you want to, if you want to be petty. Uh, if you're Tom Petty, who's from the afterlife and you're listening to the show, go check us out, uh, there. Um, just, just also we're streaming on Twitch. Um, I, we're kind of working on the schedule. I think it's going to start just being on Thursdays. I was going to do only Mondays, but that's also when we released this episode, which is kind of very conflicting to what I'm going to be advertising on social media that day. So, uh, go check us out. We may be doing Mondays too. So, but if I'm going to be streaming, it's going to be on Monday and Thursday, best place to go check us out, uh. <coughs> Ooh, I'm burping a lot. Uh, But, yeah, and if you also have an Amazon Prime account, which I know most of you probably do, I have one, Uh, basically what you get, there's two options on Twitch. You have a follow button, which that way you can see me. If you hop on Twitch, you can see me whenever I am live playing video games, sometimes talking, sometimes reacting to things. Uh, It's a great thing to do. But you can also – another thing you can also do with that is – You can also – there's a subscribe button, and if you already have an Amazon Prime account, what you can do is connect the two accounts, and you can press the subscribe button, which will help me, the show out, this show, me, and all my media endeavors financially, which is really great because a lot of people – it's around like a $5 thing if you don't have Amazon Prime. So basically if you don't subscribe to me on Twitch, you're basically giving Jeff Bezos $5 a month. And Jeff Bezos has too much fucking money. So don't do that. Don't be stingy. Come on, Mark. Don't be stingy. Smash that subscribe and follow me over on Twitch. Uh, and if you also want to be a super cool guy or girl or, uh, insert your pronouns here, you can also go check out, uh, on Patreon. We have ad free episodes of the show. And, uh, with those ad-free episodes uh basically don't hear me ramble about our great and fantastic ads so go check that out as well but if you don't have money to be expending to be very schwoke you can always just go ahead and and like and subscribe uh, to the show on your preferred streaming platform preferably on my end youtube would be, uh, cool, be a cool guy and do it there, but nevertheless, just liking and subscribing is a free thing you can do to support the show, and initiate yourself into the land of the Shwok Lords, and, uh, that's it, that's all for my announcements, let's get into the news! And I really like that. Okay, um, I always like to start off with a little positive article, and, uh, nevertheless, he persisted, and, uh, this is from Hoosh News, a um, great place if you want just a one-stop shop to get all your news. Uh, this this article I found from Hoosh News, Michigan law to anna- allow veterinarians to consult pets for cannabis use. Um, Gretchen Whitmer has signed a new law that allows veterinarians to talk to pet owners about marijuana use for their pets and its impact on their health. Backed by Republican Greg <laughs> Cannon, uh Uh, R. Hancock House Bill 5085 opens the door for veterinarians to question pet owners about marijuana exposure to their animals and consider the benefits of THC and CBD products. That's all the article has. Hoosh News, very short and to the point. Um, I'm not a scientist. I have a music degree and so I'm just going to talk out of my ass for a minute. Um, couldn't I think I feel like CBD could be okay, but like I know with like You know, animals and stuff like that, is it? It's just pets. Yeah. So, couldn't that hurt the animals? Because, like, I know there's, like, I know with alcohol, like, you don't want, like, your dog or your cat to even, like, take a lick of it or anything because it could be very bad for them. Because, you know, most of these things are kind of poisonous, but we take them in smaller doses, which makes it uh, more fun and allows us to have a lot more fun with it. So, um, I mean, like, obviously, I'm not against marijuana or thc or cbd I, I i'm a very big fan of cbd oil and uh, i've used it only recreationally um and i've used the thc recreationally only i've never used it for any medical reason i remember one time i bought some cbd gummies or something like that and uh a cashier was like oh will this be good for uh like if you have like joint pain or or knee pain or stuff like that i'm like um it could i don't know um i've not used it for that reason i've only used it for fun uh but no it makes you really chill uh helps you talk a lot it's like it's kind of like i like to use like alcohol if i have to like talk to people you know like you know you have to like do small talk and i guess when i'm sober it's it's like you're just sitting there like god this is fucking annoying like so you know the weather outside is getting pretty cool I'm like oh my god can you shut the fuck up right now please shut the fuck up so um yeah, and, and one of these thoughts I've had, it's like, what's worse, my drunk thoughts or my sober thoughts? Because a lot of people are a lot worse sober than when they are, and then when they're drunk or high and stuff like that. And that's really what we need to think about. Uh, people say they have like a drinking problem, and there's some people, you have a sober problem. We we have to start making sober, being sober a problem in our world because some people are fucking awful sober, and there's a lot of people I don't like, and I think the reason I don't like them is because they're sober, and I feel like I can have a lot more to say about that. Um, but yeah, let's move on to our next article, because um, that one didn't have a lot to me. I'm just thinking like uh, someone, some scientists need to approve this before we just fucking give it to pets. Uh, next thing I have, uh, this is this is this is very. Good. From our good friends at NBC news, a giant vagina sculpture fuels culture wars in Brazil. Okay. <laughs> uh, a huge sculpture of a vagina on a hillside in Northeastern Brazil has fueled a cultural war between leftists and conservatives, including close allies of far right president Jair. I think Jair is how you say it because I know Jair. He's a bitch. Uh, Bolsonaro, uh, called Diva, the vivid 108-foot concrete and resin sculpture by artist Giuliana Notari is on the site of a former sugar mill that has been turned into an open-air museum in Pernambuco State. Let's say that wrong on purpose. Pernambuco State. Unveiling the installation last week, Notari said it depicted both a vagina and a wound, questioning the relationship between nature and culture in a phallocentric, and anthropocentric society. These issues have become increasingly urgent today, she wrote on her Facebook page, accompanied by a series of photos of the vast bright red sculptures, which took a team of 20 artisans 11 months to make. The artist triggered a hot debate on social media with more than 25,000 people commenting on Natari's Facebook post. both supporters and critics. And this one's in quotes, the next one. With all due respect... (laughs) You no know, good conversation starting there. I did not like it. Imagine me walking my young daughters in the park and them asking dot dot dot, Daddy, what is that? This, what will I answer? One commoner wrote, "You have oh, okay. I'm, I have that thought. I'm, hopefully I don't forget it." In response, a female a female poster wrote, "With all due respect, you can teach your daughters not to be ashamed of their genitals." Bolsonaro's political guru, he is a political guru and I only have a spirit. I need a political guru if he has a spirit, because I only have a spiritual one, Alavo de Carvalho took to Twitter to Lambasti Notari's work, seemingly proposing a giant penis sculpture as a way to challenge it. <laughs> oh god, that's good. His comments drew nearly 700 retweets, many laden with outspoken criticisms against leftists. Bolsonaro has a long criticized art he deems to be left-wing and in 2019 he tried unsuccessfully to un- to freeze funding for movies with LGBTQ themes. Months later his culture secretary was fired after posting a video in which he appeared to copy a speech by Nazi propaganda chief Joseph Goebbels. Okay, so I got a lot got a lot of thoughts here. First of all, with all due respect, I did not like it. Imagine me walking with my young daughters in the park asking, them, Daddy, what is this? What will I answer? Well, they're going to learn. They probably know what a vagina is. I mean, like, don't they have vaginas? Your young daughter, unless you're very woke. Well, it doesn't sound like you're a very woke person from... Like, the fact that your daughters don't know what a vagina is, even though they have one. It's the idea of, like, oh, I have a tongue. What's that? What's this fucking thing in my mouth? Um, Obviously, the the sculpture of the giant penis would be funny as, like, a counter art piece because, you know, music you can, like, create, like, rap battles and shit like that. Like, why can't artists do that? I think it's funny. I mean, if he wants to create a penis one, why shouldn't he? He should be able to do that. But I feel like the the idea that it's just, like, ugh. why are you shoving your vagina down my throat? First of all, if you want to shove your vagina down my throat, first of all, clean it. I'll clean my parts. And then uh, hit me up on Instagram. It's at the shweezy. Um, second of all, um, we shouldn't be ashamed of the penis either, but we shouldn't be showing them in public to people. Also, uh, when I was a kid, uh, I, we lived in like a small town with a community college. And like when they had like these art, they had like a pretty big art program, and like, when they had like these big art shows, uh, we would go to like the, you know, like the art area or whatever, and our teacher told us, do not laugh, you could hurt the artist's feelings, which, as a kid, it makes sense, but also, the reason we were laughing was because there was a lot of naked people, and I don't care, I can appreciate your skill as an artist that's that's out of the question but also if you draw a penis and especially if you draw a penis you sculpt a penis you sculpt a penis titties are different titties are way different but if you're drawing or sculpting a penis what's different from me like drawing it in the dirt in some of the back of someone's car than them making it i'm laughing if you draw a penis i'm gonna laugh i'll be like look this is really good but you had to draw a penis. That's pretty fucking funny. Like, you you can't you can't be upset if you're an artist that someone's laughing that you had to draw a penis. Because that's not a criticism of your ability as an artist. That's just funny in the fact that you had to draw a penis. Like I I guess I make music and I record. And the idea if I had to play like guitar or piano with my penis. I would hope people are laughing at that because that's pretty fucking funny. So people need to shut the fuck up on that. And uh, it's a vagina. And I guess like at least because there's a lot of artists who draw shit that do not have meaning behind like, with, like the their artwork. Like I went on a date with a girl once and she took me to her friend's like dance. It wasn't like a dance recital. It was like this outdoor weird ass thing. One of the chicks had like armpit hair. So you know, you know you're in like a weird ass situation where like – I'm uncomfortable and I don't know how to talk. And like, I was a masculine figure at this thing. If I'm the masculine figure at an event, like there's something fucking wrong with what the hell is going on. Um, the, the vagina and the woman questioning the relationship between nature and culture in a fellow centric anthropocentric society. So I like the, there's at least a meaning behind it. So if you like got to sit down and talk to the artist, I'm like, so what's like the meaning? What is your meaning behind this? Like behind this, like piece of art, like you have a meaning it's, like, we went to, like, that dance thing. And I was, like, so what's the meaning? Was it supposed to be, like, separation? Of I'm trying to, like, make a distinction of what was coming out of it. And then, like, they were, like, oh, no, it wasn't anything. We were just dancing. And, like, there was no, like, meaning behind it and, like, the art behind it. I was, like, so I was just fucking thinking of stupid shit for the whole time. Like, congratulations. Oh. Also, that to that girl, but also. I, you made me play myself and, uh. Good on you. I guess that's all I can really say in regards to that. Let's move on to the next article. Okay, so I know before I, like, say this article, I know this is, like, the content that you come to the show for, and I'm assuming with the, when I'm before, after I say it, you're going to be like, yeah, this is why I clicked on the show. Um, this is This is actual news. I know a lot went on in the past week in regards to our news. Which I am getting to later, so shut the fuck up. Uh, but this is the, this is what you came to the show for. Uh, Bella Thorne's boyfriend grabs her butt on vacation. This is from lovely, great journalism, page six. And yes, this is this is someone took the time out of their lives to write this. And now I'm going to read it this article to you. Bella Thorne and boyfriend Benjamin Muscalo are feeling grabby. The couple are vacationing in Mexico. where are photographed during a playful beach day where Muscalo, 27, oh, he's my age, can be seen squeezing the former Disney star's derriere. Seriously, did you use the word derriere? fucking dipshit at one point 23 year old thorn had was seen attempting some yoga-like stretches and nearly toppled over but her italian boyfriend was there to help steady her by holding onto her as she regained her balance later thorn was photographed holding onto muscala's stomach as she got in some squats thorn and muscala became instagram official It's no longer Facebook official or social media official. It's Instagram official in June 2019 and have been inseparable ever since. A spy told page six. A spy told page six. Like, seriously, that August, that August, that spy told page six, that August, that Thorn. and not even like good writing. The Thorn and Moscalo never stopped kissing while celebrating his band Benji and Fede's double platinum single at Teo, Los Angeles. Okay, first of all, like I'm pretty knowledgeable in the music scene. How come I've never heard of their bullshit, Benji and Fede's, or whatever the fuck their name is? First of all, I hate it when you like create a duo name, and it's not your real name. Like, who the fuck do you think you are? Like, am I supposed to call you by your fake name that you go to as your duo band name? Shut the fuck up. Like, Simon and Garfunkel, it's not her real names. Like, what the fuck are you doing with your life? Go shut the fuck up. Okay, this thing, okay. Fuck them. Fuck that band that I've never heard of, and I probably won't like their music. She was sitting on his lap at the club. They were so affectionate and very cute with one another, the insider told Page Six. She set up the entire celebration for him that evening. She seemed so proud. To make their romance even more official, Thorne and Mascalo also debuted matching necklaces. And they end the article. So what the fuck? The reason I brought this article to all of our attentions today is that why, first of all, a spy going into the personal life? Look, I, I think Bella Thorne... I mean that Disney Channel show. I'm glad Zendaya grew higher than her in that Disney Channel show. I think it was like Shake It Up or something like that. So good, good for Zendaya. She is in the Marvel Cinematic Universe now. Um, but also I'm not. I'm still not over Bella Thorne's little OnlyFans action. I'm just. I just get kind of annoyed. I've. I subscribe to some people on OnlyFans. Okay, people. I am a, I know. I'm a. So you don't need to go into that bullshit. I just... You gotta put good content on your OnlyFans. And that's I think that's a problem because you have to pay to even look at the content. Like, we need to figure out a good way to, like, get, like, a good sample before you go in on OnlyFans. Because there's a lot of OnlyFans accounts out there that are definitely not as good as Disney+. Plus. Like, my classic quote, which a lot of people agree with, your nudes aren't as good as Disney+. And especially... If your nudes aren't really nudes. They're just like Instagram photos. Sexy Instagram photos. Just, you know... There's a lot of women out there who've shown their asshole on OnlyFans. And there's people like Bella Thorne who don't show their asshole on OnlyFans. So my question is, if you're going to subscribe to anyone on OnlyFans, make sure they're sex workers, people. Sex workers are cool and great, and they touch people's penises. And if you touch a penis and... You like it. Good on you. And fuck everyone who still hates getting their penis touched. All right. So that's all I have to say. But also, whoever the spy is, leave them the fuck alone, because I don't give a shit about any of them. (laughs) For real, I do not give a shit about their lives. All right. Next one article. And uh, this is coming from today. So those of you who are new or don't don't know i record the episodes on friday they come out the following monday so this happened actually today and i want to make sure i'm reporting on it from associated press ap not alternative press associated press and i've been very confused in the past on that after drinking and i want to get into it now what it is okay Twitter banned. Okay, I'm going to start the story because I think I said Twitter weird. Twitter bans Trump, citing risk of violent incitement. Uh, It's been a long time coming and good, good on you after the debacle we're going to get into later. uh, Twitter banned President Donald Trump's account Friday, citing the risk of further incitement of violence. The social platform has been under. Growing pressure to take further action against Trump following Wednesday's deadly insurrection at the U.S. Capitol, Twitter initially suspends Trump's account for 12 hours after he posted a video that repeated false claims about election fraud and praised the rioters who stormed the Capitol. Twitter's move deprives Trump of a potent tool he has used to communicate directly with the American people for more than a decade. He has used Twitter to announce policy changes, challenge opponents, insult enemies, praise his allies, and himself. And so spread in and to spread misinformation, flirt with inciting violence and denounce targets of his ire in capital letters. The White House did not immediately respond to a request for comment. The official account for the president of the United States. At POTUS remains live. Twitter has long given Trump the other world leaders broad exemptions from its rules against personal attacks, hate speech, and other behaviors, but a detailed explanation posted on its blog Friday. The company said recent Trump tweets amounted to glorification of violence when read in the context of the Capitol riots and plans circulating online for future armed protests around the inauguration of President elect Joe Biden. In those tweets, Trump stated that he will not be attending the inauguration, referred to the supporters as American patriots, saying they will have a giant voice long into the future. Twitter said these statements are likely to inspire others to replicate the violence acts that took place on January 6, 2021, and that there are multiple indicators that there are being received and understood as encouragement to do so. The company said plans for future armed protests have already begun proliferating and on and off Twitter, including a proposed secondary attack on the US Capitol and State Capitol buildings on January 17th, 2021. Uh, maybe they'll actually get fucking guards there. Trump's persona on Twitter has long functioned as a mix of policy announcements, often out of the blue, complaints about the media, disparge I'm gonna say a fucking actual word wrong. Disparagement of women, minorities, and his perceived enemies, and praise for his supporters. Replete with explanations, marks, all caps, in one word declaration, such as SAD. He has fired numerous officials on Twitter at this post, like his speeches at rallies are a torrent of misinformation. This is breaking news update. AP's earlier story follows below in the wake of Wednesday's deadly insurrection at the United States Capitol. Calls are mounting for Twitter, Facebook, and other social media platforms to suspend President Donald Trump's access to social media permanently. Facebook and Instagram, which is owned by Facebook, on Thursday suspended Trump's account for at least two weeks and possibly indefinitely. Twitter, however, merely revoked Trump's posting privileges for 12 hours after he posted a video that repeatedly false for claims election fraud and praised the rioters who stormed the Capitol. On Friday, the company permanently banned two Trump loyalists, former national security advisor Michael Flynn and attorney Sidney Powell. A part of a broader surge on accounts promoting the quail non-conspiracy theories, Twitter said it will take action on behaviors that has the potential to lead to offline harm. Given the renewed potential for violence surrounding this type of behavior in the coming days, we will permanently suspend accounts that are solely dedicated to sharing quail non content, Twitter said in an emailed statement that company also said Trump's attorney, Linwood was permanently suspended Tuesday for violating its rules, but provided no additional details. The company said that when it determines a group or campaign is engaged in coordinated harmful activity, it may suspend accounts that is fine's primarily encourages that behavior. That's a long article. Social media companies have been under intensified pressure to crack down on hate speech since a violent mob egged on by trump storm the Capitol. dozens of quail on social media accounts were hyping up trump january 6 rally in the heart of washington expressing hope that it could lead to the overturn of the election results on friday the advocacy coalition stop hate for profit launched a campaign to pressure the major platforms including youtube owner google to kick trump off their services for good The organization, which includes the Anti-Defamation League, the NAACP, the National Hispanic Media Coalition, Free Press, and Color of Change, said it will call for an advertiser boycott if the platform don't take action by January 20th, the day of the President-elect Joe Biden inauguration. Last summer, the coalition organized a month-long ad boycott of Facebook that ultimately involved hundreds of companies to push for more assertive action on hate speech at the social network. Some federal lawmakers and celebrities have likewise called on the tech companies to extend suspensions or ban Trump altogether. Frank Pallone, a powerful Democrat Congresswoman, uh, Congressman from New Jersey tweeted that it's time for Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey and Mark Zuckerberg to remove Trump from their platform. President Trump's platforms on social media has been used to incite violence and in insurrection said Senator Joe Manchin that's what we're calling him, a eccentrist Democrat from West Virginia. In an emailed statement, Facebook and Instagram made the correct decision in banning President Trump for at least the remainder of his term. And I will continue to urge Twitter and other platforms to do the same. Former First Lady Michelle Obama tweeted Thursday that Silicon Valley companies should stop enabling Trump's monstrous behavior and called for them to permanently ban Trump and enact policies to prevent their technology from being used by national leaders to fuel insurrection. One former Twitter official has called to on the platform to spend Trump's account in a way that would block anyone from following him and keeping past tweets invisible for indefinite period. It's a change in position for Adam Sharp, Twitter's former head of news and government elections, who tweeted Thursday that he had long been a defender of Twitter's permissiveness regarding Trump's violations of its rules. Sharp left the company in 2016. Oh my God, this article is long. Can we, oh my gosh how do you write this much Trump resumed tweeting t- Thursday Twitter has said it could take further action as it kept track of activity on the ground and statements made off Twitter other tech companies also acted against Trump's account citing threats of violence Snapchat locked Trump's account indefinitely <laughs> he's on Snapchat what the fuck I didn't know that Twitch the live streaming site owned by Amazon and used by Trump's campaign to stream speeches disabled Trump's account till he leaves office e-commerce companies Shopify shut down to online Trump memorabilia stores. YouTube announced more general changes that will penalize accounts spreading misinformation about voter fraud in the 2020 election, with repeat offenders facing permanent removal. Reddit on Friday banned a forum from Trump supporters called Donald Trump. Whether the external pressures will lead to a policy change at Twitter is unclear, said Sinal Aral, social media researchers and director of the MIT initiative on the digital economy. But it is more in the spotlight because other companies have taken more aggressive steps, which could influence decision making being the platform that is now making the proactive decision to give the microphone back kind of puts you in the spotlight he said oh, i'll the last fucking paragraph some criticize tech companies for blocking or barring trump mexico president andres manuel lopez Obrado. i'm like that's probably incredibly wrong who is seen as friendly to trump what i didn't that's that's a weird sentence on thursday said i don't like anybody being censored or taken away from the right to post a message on twitter or face and then in parentheses book what? I don't agree with that. I don't accept it. He said the issue should be decided by government and not private companies. So, a lot going on here. He's been like going against like so a lot of things here. Like there's the obviously the idea of free speech um but also the idea of like this misinformation and this is also let's just go with Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. Those are still private companies in there you get to use their account, but if you go against their with a lot of youtubers, like you know they're they're always complaining about you know like ads and getting demonetized and shit like that, and you know YouTube does have the right to block and that because you're going against the company's policies, and the idea is if you don't like it, you can, you don't have to post here. you can post your video on other websites. But obviously, you know, YouTube's a powerhouse, Facebook's a powerhouse, Instagram's a powerhouse, Twitter is a powerhouse. So that's the idea of where you get, you can, if you go against their policies, I mean, it's, you don't get to decide that shit. It's their company. So unless you want to buy them out, which you're not that rich, like he talks about being rich, like he's fake rich, like he's he, like, pretends to be rich. Like, I don't pretend to be rich, but I like nice things, too, at the same time. So uh, it is what it is. Um, also, he's just going to move to Parlor. And so that's, that's an also question. So parlor is the free speech platform, but the only people on Parlor are, like, Trump tards or mag tards, as I like to call them. Uh, so you have that idea. So if when Biden goes into office, are they going to make an order where, like, we need to get rid of uh, Parler parlor? Like he's trying to get – he tried to get rid of like TikTok because they were ruining his uh, rallies and making him upset because of his big ego. That's, that's the question. That is the question. Are, are we going to do anything about Parler? Because one – because I'm also like I, – I get the two sides. One, I get the idea like you should be able to say what you want. But also these are social platforms owned by a company in this company's discretion, they get to decide if they're okay with this. So I think for the most part, with Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, if it's something election-based, because there's been so much misinformation. Look, if there was election fraud, you got to prove it. That's why all your fucking law cases get taken out, dumbass. That's the thing. So you got to prove it. And so with them, they, with some posts, something like that, I'm like, here's how this claim is false. And they're like, fact-checking. They're like, well, these facts or just fucking up from the left media. I'm like, anything can be fact-checked. Like, you could look deeper. Fox News is being pretty decent about everything. They're not the best. I'm not, like, trying to talk about Fox News, but still. But, yeah, this should have happened a long time ago, not, like, two weeks before before he's going to be out of office. They should have taken him off Twitter a long time ago. That's the way. That's it. All right. Last article from the news. Uh, This one. I save the best for last, folks. I saved the best for last. And this one's not super fucking long. Uh, <laughs> Paul McCartney said he speaks to George Harrison through a large fir tree gifted to him by the late Beatle. And this is from Insider. And uh, as their website uh, news team would say, they're insiders. So... I trust them. Paul McCartney said he still talks to former Beatle bandmate George Harrison through a tree the musician gave him. While talking about his new record, McCartney Three, on NPR's All Things Considered earlier this month, McCartney explained that prior to Harrison's death in 2001, he gave McCartney a large fir tree. McCartney planted the tree at his estate in East Sussex. Oh my fucking God. East Sussex, England, and has watched it grow in the nearly 20 years since his friend's death. Harrison died at the age of 58 following a battle with lung cancer. George was very into horticulture, a really good gardener. McCartney told host Mary Louise Kelly, so he gave me a tree as a present. It's a big fir tree and it's by my gate. As I, as I was leaving my house this morning, December 11th, I get out of the car close the gate and look up at the tree and say hi george there he is growing strongly mccarney added that he feels harrison's spirit present in the tree it's lovely he gave it to me so i just planted it Garni's told NPR. pr but then as the years go by every time i look at it i go that's the tree george gave me george has sort of entered the tree for me i hope he's happy with that so this article got me with the title Paul McCartney said he speaks to George Harrison through a tr- large tree. <laughs> and so, but and then, like, this article became very sweet. Like, I, I mean, I have some friends who've passed away. And, uh, you know, I miss them. And I kind of, you know, wish they were still alive. Should have been me. Shit like that, you know. But, like, that, the fact that he has that tree and, like, trees, as long as, like, it's healthy and growing strong, it's kind of, like, it's a great reminder for him. But I don't, the idea of, like, him talking to it's is probably weird. He's just like, you know. I, f- I feel like George's spirit. And I'm not thinking like a spirit, as in like a ghost or his soul. I'm just thinking like the thought and like the the person George Harrison was. Like the idea of George Harrison is probably still in that tree, and I, that would be that's a very lovely thing to have from Paul. Even when Paul McCartney passes away, uh, like that tree is still going to be there. I'm like, this is a tree. George gave Paul, and it's going to be like a very, it's going to be a very nice thing, so I hope that tree never dies, and uh, whenever the world, we take down all the trees in the world because evil people live and exist, that tree is alive, so that's that, that's the news for today, folks. This episode is brought to you by Gamefly. Most of you are already aware of Gamefly, but for those of you who don't, it's the best video game rental subscription service for one low monthly fee. As a Twitch streamer myself, I can tell you there are two types of games. There's the games that you go back to time and time again. For me, that's... Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild and Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield are also games that I go back to time and time again. But you also have those types of games that you play once and then you never pick up again. And that's where I believe Gamefly is perfect for you gamers out there. Uh, most video games coming around $60 in this uh, with new consoles coming out uh, at the current moment. They can be upwards at $70 even then, and then you don't even include DLC winning regards to that. This is where Gamefly comes in perfectly, because for that one low monthly fee, you can just rent games, play them, and then when you're done with them, you send them back. I wasn't a big fan of Luigi's Mansion back when I played it in October, so I was easily able to send it back and get myself a new game in the process, which was perfect for me. Uh, just start playing other games. Just be able to open your horizons on what games you want to play with Gamefly is my personal favorite thing so uh, for the low monthly price your first two months if you use the link in our description your first two months are only ten dollars so stop wasting so much money on video games stop spending sixty dollars on a game you're only gonna play once use the link in our description today and you can start playing game more games rent games play as long as you want and when you're done just send it back they will send you a new game to play it's that simple so use our link in the description today for your first two months of ten with Gamefly. And just a reminder, when you support our sponsors, you also support this show. I want to talk to you about today's sponsor, FNX Fitness. FNX Fitness is committed to creating innovative supplements of the highest quality to provide focus for a productive morning, energy to thrive all day, performance supplements to reach new goals, unique sleep and recovery formulas to support any sport, and healthy supplements to support an active lifestyle for years to come. They also have a fantastic clothing line so you can look good while you work out. Uh, With your purchase of any product with FNX Fitness, one thing I love is that they donate a gallon of water with every purchase you make to a child in need in a country that doesn't necessarily have clean drinking water, which is perfect. You get to feel good when you buy a product from FNX Fitness. Uh, you can start using their supplements. Work smarter, not harder with their supplements. That way you can get the most out of your workout, and so you no longer have to be fat. Hashtag pray for my so, using the promo code SWAGCAST or the link in our description today, you can save 15% off your purchase with FNX Fitness. Again, that is 15% off of your purchase when you support FNX Fitness and get a product from them And a reminder that when you spur our sponsors, you directly support this show Okay, so Got a lot to more talk about today On the show Okay uh, First, I probably should talk about what happened on Wednesday Of the, the January 6th um, I believe it was the day, it was two days ago. Yeah, it would have been January 6th. Um, talk about the, uh, the Magtards invading the Capitol. Um, first of all, I always want to say, like, when I talk about, like, politics, I've always felt like when I've gotten into politics with people, I just kind of, like, mess with them, just kind of mess with their head. Because at the end of the day, like, I'm not going to argue with you about why you should be a good person, just that's just it. I'm not going to argue with anyone. I'm being a good person, and that's coming from me. So, uh, so figure that shit out. Um, but no, I, I that, that's always one thing I want to think. So I'm going to try to look on uh, my thoughts on it. Obviously, I think I'm thinking everything any woke person would be thinking right now. So I'm going to think of everything else. So I'm just going to r- respond. First of all, every guy, I didn't see any good-looking people there. I'm just going to be honest. I didn't see a single good-looking person here at this little invasion attempt that they had. So, uh, yeah, I don't know why ugly people are Trump supporters. And then you get the occasional good-looking Trump supporter, and it's like, what the fuck's going on here? Are you stupid? And then most of the time, yeah, they're pretty stupid. Um, But also, like... I feel like m- making Mike Pence his enemy is, was a very bad idea because uh, Mike Pence changed his cover photo on Twitter to Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. <laughs> I'm not making this shit up, people. It is that. I think it still is up. If it's still up, go look at it. Uh, but no, this shit is funny as fuck. That it's that. I can just imagine the conversation. You know what, Donald? He's our president. He won the election fair and square. And no matter who our president is, we got to support him because this is America. We always got to support our president. OK, we always got to support our president. So <laughs> just like, you know, well, like, you know, the Christians like God, God is in control and God decided Joe Biden should be president. OK, and that's that's what we need to do. God decided Joe Biden needs to be our president. <laughs> I like to imagine that's the conversation. You know what? Uh, even though I think women are icky, uh, they they still won. And I'm being replaced with a woman. And I think he's probably going to – I bet he's going to run in 2024. That would be funny if Trump wants to run in 2024. Anything could happen. Like I said, this is the Friday – before the Monday I released the episode. So anything could happen this weekend. Uh, anything can happen. All right. Um And yeah, all I have to say is that, you know, with all these magtards running around the place, you know, if you don't like it here, you can just leave. And actually, you'd probably make America—if you want to make America great again, just actually fucking leave because uh, you are a waste of lives. I know you're all like, all lives matter. I'm like, your lives don't matter, so you can leave. As a professor once told my friend Caleb James uh, when he was on his phone during rehearsal, you can leave. And we were all pretty fucked up after that experience. And, uh, yeah, I think that if you don't like America, you can leave and, uh, you would actually make America great again if you left. So, uh, ta-ta there. And, uh, I feel like that actually made sense. Um, and also, um, okay, like I said, these people are fucking ugly. I did not see a single good looking people at these fucking protests. Which has me to the point where I say, you can't claim to be the superior race if you're ugly. Like, you're not allowed to say that whites are the superior race when you're inbred, you have, like, three teeth. Like, Tommy Lauren can say that white people are the superior race. She's actually good-looking. But if you're fat and have three teeth and your eyes look in different directions, you're not allowed to say you're the superior race, okay? That's it. Also, just a reminder, all cops are bastards. And you're like, well, I know some good police officers. Like, no, he's a bastard because he's a cop. And he's a cop, which means he supports other cops, which makes him a bastard. I got, I was in this, like, pop punk group on Facebook. My friend TJ added me to it. And people were like, is being a cop pop punk? I'm like, no, it makes you a bastard. And then, like, people are arguing underneath it. I'm like, look, I don't argue with bastards, so please leave. So uh, you can leave. Uh, if you, if you don't like it here, you can just leave. So, uh, all cops are bastards. And if you're a cop listening to this and you're like, oh, I'm not a bad cop, quit your job, get a real job, you bitch. Also, uh, last thoughts on this. Um, Democrat, like the idea of the democratic party, is like universal healthcare. So everyone has healthcare. You never have to pay like a deductible premium shit like that. The idea of that, like other countries have, which apparently it wouldn't work for America, but it works for them. So like that and then you know the idea of like these right now since we're in a pandemic we have a lot of people employed getting these checks even if you are employed you're getting the checks too it's gonna help the economy out and you get like two thousand dollars in your bank account and then you know all these socialism ideas like the good ones when they work for you and you're gonna be like Oh, you are ruining america by giving me two thousand dollars Shut the fuck up. You're such a fucking idiot. And you don't understand the difference between socialism and fascism. That's the reason why you're an idiot, you fucking bitch. All right. On to some better things here. My buddy Josh Casey, um, you may know him as uh, my spiritual mentor. I know him as as someone who doesn't like getting his penis touched. He released his new book. I haven't read it yet. I may read it and then talk about it. First. Uh the problem is though, I'm so burnt out from reading. Like from like being in like school, like they were just shoving reading down our throats. Like they had like dear hour. Hour. Drop everything and read. Then you had homework assignments for it. Like they just burnt me out on reading. So typically if I'm gonna go through a book, I'd usually go for the audiobook. Um big thing here though, is that I'm the one making the audiobook and Josh would be the one narrating it. So uh, and right right now we're in the pandy. So unfortunately, we're not really able to make the audiobook right now. I guess we're gonna work on it. Uh, we have a I have a couple things I need to like think of in the production process in regards to that. But yeah, that's that's like my fault. So it's like why doesn't he have a fucking audiobook with this? And I'm like oh yeah, that's my fault. Um, uh, but no, he he put me in his mentions. Uh, Sam. I did this in spite of you, using my Christian name. Um, t That's very good. But uh, he 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 considers me as like one of my students. I'm like Josh. We're friends. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up, Josh. We're friends. We're I'm no longer your student. You don't have to be like he's my former student. Like we're current friends. Okay. So shut the fuck up. He did the same. I did this in spite of you. And then he puts all his like actual students in another column. I'm like, so I'm actually more important than all of them. So, um, in the words of DJ Khaled, but, um, yeah, he did play himself, but I'm actually worried. I hack sided because I did save his marriage was around 2013. He got his marriage back together. Also, he met me in 2013. So I had to, I helped get that back together and so in It's a Wonderful Life, if I never existed, Josh would not be with his current wife, his first wife. So, um, yeah, that's also a, little, a good point there um, in regards to that. Um, but I feel like you all need to read his book. Uh, get, get yourself a Kindle Unlimited account and just kind of read it on your computer or phone or whatever. Um, and we can finally discover why Josh Casey does not like getting his penis touched because I'm interested in that makes no sense to me I it doesn't make sense to anyone who doesn't like it with a penis he doesn't like getting their penis touched um even if you're if you're a trans if a trans man or a trans woman who has a penis and you don't like getting it touched I mean I'm interested in why you don't want to get your penis touched I'm interested in anyone who doesn't want to get their penis touched it's it doesn't make sense to me. Okay. It just does not make sense. So, um, everyone go check out Josh's book. It's uh tracking desire. If you just tap, type in tracking desire, there's like two books called tracking desire with like a memoir ish look into why I don't like getting my penis touched. I think that one's Josh's and there's another one about birds. Uh, you might want to read the bird one first. I think it's a prequel to his, tra- to his tracking desire. Uh, but go check that out folks. Uh, he is my spiritual mentor and, uh, I know he doesn't like getting his penis touched, but I still love the guy. So, uh, so uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess that's that. Okay. So before I do these shows, so everyone kind of sees me as an entertainer. But I kind of have to go through like this idea of like I'm not always like on the entertainer brain. So it's kind of like a switch I have to like turn on in my brain. And uh, to prep for this show, I always listen to You Give Love a Bad Name by Bon Jovi. Um that's what gets me going. Um, and then people are talking shit about Bon Jovi. Like, why? Like, the songs are good. You're talking because they're cheesy? That's why they're good. They're cheesy, fun songs. They get you pumped up. They get you rock and rolling. The music doesn't suck. You're just a bitch. Okay. That's all I had to say. I just had like, one sentence here in my notes. Why are we talking shit about Bon Jovi? <laughs> all right. So, next one. I have... Uh, Okay, so I started watching One Punch Man, uh, So, but here's the thing, there's a lot of problems with the streaming on this show for some fucking reason, it's an anime show, because I apparently decided now with all the Fortnite I'm playing and stuff like that, I just I just don't, I'm not going to have sex anymore apparently, but that's apparently what I want, even though I'm pro getting my penis touched, unlike some people who listen to the show, I apparently decided that I'm just going to try not to have sex ever, so I started watching One Punch Man, so... The big thing is there's so many streaming services now. So you have to just figure out um, how am I going to watch One Punch Man? So I see it's on Netflix. Show, there's two seasons currently. Netflix only has one season. They do not have the English dub of the show. They only have the Japanese with the subtitles, which I'm not into because I like playing video games when I watch TV. Which is another reason I don't know why I'm working on not having sex anymore. Um, so they only have the Japanese version. So Hulu, I go over to Hulu. They have season one English dub. But they don't, won't, don't have the second season. They have the second season, but it's uh, subtitled in Japanese. I, okay, I'm just thinking here because like Netflix and Hulu and basically every streaming service it's different in every country the content is different in every country and so this idea of you know obviously vpn's exist uh, i don't have a vpn sponsor i could get i i could work on getting one if y'all want a vpn sponsor from me but this idea though that like it's specifically tailored to this specific country like with its content why would Netf- why would they only put the japanese versions on netflix no season 2 Then Hulu, first season's dubbed, second season, just Japanese. This makes no fucking sense if it's only going to be in the United States because, like, our main language is English. Why would you only put the Japanese versions? If they're, if they're making a dubbed version, why would you not put it on the United States Netflix? It makes no fucking sense, and I don't understand people's logic. Like, why are people so fucking stupid? Why does it feel like I could work for a ton of companies and just be the, fir- the only logical person in the room when you make an idea? All right, so we're only—so it looks like we got the rights to One Punch Man. We're only going to put one season on there, and it's the Japanese version, and this is the United States. First of all, what do people speak in the United States? A lot of people in the United States don't want to like have to read subtitles while they watch TV. They just want to sit back and relax when they watch TV. That's like the main purpose of TV, sit back and relax and then try to enjoy something. And the fact that they're putting in the dubs, I'm not like saying That just because it's in a different language, it's bad. I'm just saying that if you're making a dubbed version of something, why would you not put it in one of the countries that would appreciate the dubbed version? It makes no sense. So luckily I have cable because I like to watch content on TLC and therefore I have access season two through like the adult swim app. And like, I have to like jump through all these hoops to fucking watch a TV show. It just makes no fucking sense. Like, if you want people to watch your show, and you're like giving Netflix and other streaming services the rights to like play like that specific content, why would you? Why would you only put the? Would you not put the English dub if it's going to be in the United States? Okay, it's not a lot of we. Weeab- there's a lot of weeaboo's, but there's a lot of non-weeaboo's who enjoy watching anime. I, I don't understand these business practices. It'd be like making because like I'm a big Nintendo fan. It'd be like Nintendo not releasing English versions of their games that's all in Japanese. It's like I don't know Japanese. No, I can't I don't I can't appreciate how good this game is. Okay? Okay, people? Okay? Okay. This episode is brought to you by Duke Cannon Supply Company's Beer and Bourbon Box. Duke Cannon hails from a simpler time, a time when the term handyman was redundant, a time when chivalry wasn't considered old-fashioned. Duke Cannon's purpose? is simple, to make superior quality grooming goods that meet the high standards of hard-working men. In the history of great duos, the partnership of beer and bourbon is even more important to our way of life than mac and cheese, or if you're across the pond, fish and chips. Comes complete with three big beer soaps, a delicious scented sandalwood soap made with old Milwaukee beer, a fresh citrus woodsy offering made with Deschutes fresh squeezed IPA, and a warm cedar scent made with Budweiser and one Big American Bourbon Soap, a rich oak barrel scented bar made with Buffalo Trace Bourbon. A perfect gift for the gentleman who needs to appreciate a fine drink and a distinguished fragrance. Women love a distinguished fragrance, and this is perfect for that man in your life. Use the link in our description today, and that way you can get free shipping on your order over $20. And when you support our sponsors, you also support this show. This episode of the Schwedcast is brought to you by Honey. Honey is a free browser extension you can download using the link in the description of this episode. Honey searches the entire internet for promo codes, coupon codes, free shipping, and anything else that will save you money when buying things online. It is 100% free and at no point will you have to pay for it with any microtransactions. It's just as simple as pressing a single button and you can start saving money. It's that simple. I use Honey myself. I've been using it for years and it's a great way to save money on pizza. It's a great way to, for me to buy audio equipment online. It always saves me money. I've gotten 40%, I've gotten 50% even before. It is so great. I love Honey, and you will too. And if you don't use Honey, it's basically throwing money away. So use the link in the description of this episode, s- install it on your web browser, whether that's Chrome, Safari, Oprah, Opera, whatever it's called, and start saving money on things you buy every day anyways. All right, so it's time for me to solve all your relationship problems, the problems that you have that I'm here to solve. So let's get into it. Alright, first question I got. I like, I've like really gotten to a point where I like just put these down so I can like, but I'm like, this is a good question to answer on the show, and then I just like forget I put it down. So hopefully these work out. My girlfriend's family has a tradition where the mother inspects the man before marriage. They have not dropped this tradition and are expecting me to follow it. So I've read about other weird family traditions before, some on here. I know that some seem crazy. Well, this one seems pretty crazy to me as well. My girlfriend's family is from a different culture than mine and always has interesting traditions. In many ways, I see them as being old-fashioned. Sometimes they do things that seem super crazy in today's world, while in other ways they are really progressive and normal. When going to family gatherings, there have been weird games and traditions I have seen. Some are weird, some are funny, and some are pretty crazy. There was one that I didn't know about until recently. My girlfriend and I got engaged around Christmas. It's been a wonderful time. There have been many celebrations about it, and we are both very happy. Well, recently my girlfriend just broke the news to me about a tradition that I didn't know about. We were talking about her family's funny traditions, while on the subject she said that there was one I didn't know about, but that it is now time... Tell me probably. She stated that my mom on her side of the family must inspect the male's genitals to make sure he is a suitable husband. She said that this came about because her culture and family often view the wife as the front of the family. They took the tradition of the father inspecting the female and switched the genders. She said that it used to be a full-on examination. The mother would perform an examination similar to a doctor and feel around the area and made sure... There were no deformities and that it would get erect. Now it's more so just done for laughs and to follow the weird tradition. She said all that will happen is I'll flash it to her and be done. She said even though it sounds weird that there is nothing sexual about it. Usually it takes place at one of the showers slash parties. She said usually the guy gets a kick out of it and thinks it's funny and enjoys it. She said that no one has backed out before and that she thinks the family would be disappointed if I didn't. She says that she just thinks it's funny and knows it's not serious. Okay. I was weirded out and Didn't really know what to think. I am good with following traditions and adapting to new cultures, but this one is a little out there for me. I have said yes or no to, I haven't said yes or no to my girlfriend yet, as I didn't want to offend her, and I don't have confirmation that this is serious. My guess that if this is serious, that it's only coming up now because she didn't think of it as a big deal and didn't think she need to tell me. (laughs) I said it like that. Earlier on in our relationship, for all I know, it could just be a crazy joke. So when should I do what should I do? If it's real, I don't know what I'll do. I mean, I don't want to upset them, but flashing mothers isn't something I do every day. I may not mind it and it may be funny. If all it is is a quick flash, then should I be the that angst? It in against it. Okay, that's you e spelled against wrong. It, and ruin it for them. Maybe I'm overreacting. After all, it doesn't sound sexual at all. I don't really know how to feel about it. How should I handle the situation? So I'm gonna light some incense because, like I said, I'm getting rid of this fly fucking problem I have. Um, but no, man. Uh, the the thing the thing with it is, um, we we talk about like. Obviously, there's a gender the, the gender difference. I get the idea. I was like, oh, it's a gender difference, so it's kind of funny in the sense. Um, the idea, though, all I can really say is if it makes you uncomfortable, tell them fucking no. It's called fucking uh, the Me Too movement for a reason. Um, just go full fucking feminist on them and shit like that, you know. Um, obviously, if it was like an opposite gender type thing. No one would be okay with that shit. If like, if I had said my dad had to inspect, like, my bride before marriage, I'd be like, "Fuck no, dad." <laughs> my dad is like the last person. Um, first of all, okay, off track, but I want to tell this story. Um, like, here's here's how I know my dad's not like a piece of shit uh, to women. Uh, he so like, uh, so he had a cross country meet. They call meets here, which I was like, "Yep." I'm excited to see your game on Saturday or something like that. And he's like, it's called a meet, dumbass. He didn't say dumbass. He's not like that guy. Um But like, he was like, my mom. My mom was. My mom's like the assistant coach, who's not paid, because I think this is what keeps her from not having kids in the house now. Because me and my brother both moved out, and I don't know if they like. I think they liked us as little kids. I don't think they liked us as a teenagers and i'm wondering if they're just bored now um but anyways like my mom was the one who like let the watch the girls change and so no one walked in on them i was like well my dad wants to make sure that no he wants to protect them I'm like so maybe my dad's a good guy i think that's the good genetics i got from my dad where the idea of it's like i don't want to sexually harass women it's not funny to me it's not fun but uh you no, in this situation, man, if this something like this makes you uncomfortable, tell them to fuck off because it's your wedding, too, even though it's mainly her. It's 75 percent her wedding, 25 percent yours. But when I get married, it's going to be it could be different because I am a catch and she would have to know that before Did this incident fucking burn out? Fuck, man. Oh, man, I had a good fart. Okay. But, uh, yeah, no, if that... It's different. I'm just saying, one thing I would always say, a flaccid penis is not a good thing. Like, women don't have to worry about having, like, a flaccid vagina or something like that. Like, the flaccid penis is such a different thing. That's why I'm not, like... I don't think I'm, like, uncomfortable with being naked, but I'm uncomfortable being naked soft, if that makes sense. So all the guys out the there will be like, yeah, that makes sense. All the girls are like, uh, oh, I can't get him up, or oh, so shit like that. Like, a soft penis is not anything anyone's proud about. And so this idea, like, having to see it, like, what if he doesn't get hard and you just have to see his flaccid penis? That's the problem. That's the problem. The flaccid penis is the problem. Like, if I'm going to be naked and going to take a picture, my dick's going to be hard, okay? Because that's the only way I'm proud of it is when it's hard, and I'm okay with it. So that's the thing. Um, If you're uncomfortable with it, just tell them to fuck off. Okay. Next question, because I've probably been rambling way too long on that. My friends are pressuring me into breaking up with my partner, a little over three months ago, I started a relationship with my best friend of four years. We met via true discord when we when we met. They were 17 and I was 24. We mostly talked about webcomics. I helped with school stuff and even helped even uh, each other when our depression got bad. They turned 21 last year and we began to talk about sharing a place one day, joking about getting married and they were the one to say we started dating. My friend didn't know. Okay, you must be a different link. My friend didn't know about this, and I told them recently, and now they're pressuring me into ending the relationship because they think I grew and preyed on them. We never talked about anything sexual or anything like that. We are asexual. We share memes in stupid songs. We nurture our relationship in others. They are very aware of grooming behavior and all that. Now, truly questioning my relationship. Now, I know I've done anything questionable or that could be considered like that. I'm truly scared. I might might have done something bad. I care about them a lot. I don't know what to do. Okay. So I'm going to just go ahead and say you're both asexual. So um, let's be honest here, people. Let's, here's another red flag. We're going to cancel Sweezy on the show. Um, in regards to that, um, all I'm going to say is it, grooming, the idea of grooming, unless it's a mental or sexual thing, it's either fully mental or fully sex. Actually, no, it's not mental at all. It's actually sexual. Grooming is a sexual thing because the, the groomer is doing it for a sexual desire. And you're asexual, so you're not really that into sex. She is not into that. I'm going to assume male, female. You could be the same gender. I don't give a fuck. Um, but that's the idea. I think it's grooming is a more sexual type of idea. So maybe... All I can really say uh, in regards to your friends, in regards to that, is she would have to explain it to them. Um, they're going to go against her with the idea that he, she was being groomed. She is just going to have to be honest with her feelings about you and uh, go forward from there. But um, like I said, I've been talking a lot of shit on a lot of asexual people on this show. Um, but honestly, I feel like you two are a good example of what an asexual relationship should be like she's not into that she i'm gonna assume she and him she's not that into sex you're not in that into sex it works out i feel like that's that's what an asexual couple if you're asexual please only date people who are also asexual because you're gonna hurt people in a relationship and that makes you a piece of shit and so That's what I have to say. Um, Maybe you and the friends specifically and her. I think her and the friends without you in the picture is going to be like the best example of what's going to be the best for the situation. But um, I would like to know. I'm going to assume her because you put they. I'm going to assume her. I want to know her side of it because she was pretty young. I necessarily I am not assuming this is grooming because it took a while for you to actually start a relationship. I feel like 17 when she. Like, I would assume she was 17 when you started. By the time you started 18, you would have probably, like, started everything. You weren't going to wait four fucking years to do that shit, my friend. So uh, I think a conversation with her and your friends without you there is going to be the best thing. All right. I remember one time I was in high school, and our, our band teacher was like, we're worried about, like, the eighth graders not wanting to do band in high school. So can you guys – the." section leaders of each band go in and then i just started like they had me just start telling all these fucking like random ass stories like a bird dying and shit like that like i don't know how that fucking happened that's pretty funny uh pretty funny thing i would like to do so yeah so that's what i would say about that situation next one i have how do i make more friends in college so this is not a relationship question but I feel like I know how to answer. Uh, I generally don't know how to make friends anymore. I moved around a lot when I was younger and was able to make friends relatively easily. Easy. You didn't say easily. you said easy. Now I'm 20 and only have like six close friends. I honestly can't imagine a scenario where I try to talk to my classmates that don't, that doesn't, get very awkward i'm also very uncomfortable with asking people to hang out i had a few guys i studied with regularly last semester that i enjoyed talking to you but i don't know how to ask people if they want to hang out i'm really afraid of them accepting my offer and not wanting to and only doing it to be nice i'm really struggling with this and i need it to change okay so friends Here's what I know. I think you're um, you're a guy, right? Am I reading this right? I'm assuming you're a, a guy, a male. Um, here's what I do. So, I'm I would say I'm more of an ambivert. Most people know if you've been listening to the show for a while. But if you don't, I'm an ambivert. So it's like I like my alone time, and I also like being around people. So there's that that mutual thing. I also really fucking hate small talk, and I barely can do it. I got my haircut. If you You're watching it, you see me, I'm looking fucking fresh, ready to kill and steal your woman. But um the big thing for me, um, because there's like I hate small talk, and like I like I said, like I'm probably very different on the way I meet friends. So I'm probably the best person to help you out with this situation. Especially when I was in college and I decided to go to a college where I didn't know anyone. Um, best thing you can do, um one thing you can do, the perfect thing, is to kind of force yourself on a friendship. So um, if you know everyone here who is a big fan of the shweezy podcast universe knows Micah, you know, Austin, Austin Doyle, uh, Foreman for his shwoke name. Um, they're the type of people who are very like everyone wants to be their friends and they're always the ones to suggest big group hangouts in, in an easy way for you to make new friends and shit like that. That's why I like them. That's. I'm not going to say that's the only reason I like them. I like Micah for a lot of reasons. I need to apparently t- stop talking a lot of shit on Micah. Because I really do appreciate him I was a friend. Because I remember back in the day, uh, this was a long time ago. This is not the Micah you know today, folks. But Micah, we would go hang out. We'd go to a bar. And he's like, so if we get into a fight tonight, you got my back? I'm like, and my reaction would always be, why the fuck are we going to get into a fight tonight? Because I'm not like the type of guy who wants to fucking fight people. Unless there's like an entertainment factor to it, which at a bar, that's not really an entertainment faction, entertainment fac- factor to it. Unless like a film crew gets there, world star gets there, but we're, it was a bunch of white people. So I don't think that was going to be the case. Uh, but you know, I realized that. And I was like, I was like, I never told Micah that. Yes. I would have his back in a fight because ride or die, bitch. uh, Out now on Spotify, Apple Music, Tidal, Deezer, Amazon, wherever you get your music from, ride or die by Shweezy out now. But no, I, I remember that. I needed to tell Micah. I love Micah, everyone. Everyone, I love Micah. I make fun of him all the time, and that's because I love his reactions, and he's also... My blood brother. I don't think we have did the proper blood brother handshake, but I would say we are. And uh, if he doesn't get a friendship tattoo with me, ride or die, bitch. That's all I have to say. But no, you need to find people like Micah, like Austin, who just are the ones who just have always have always these friends hanging out with them and then you get to meet those people you hang out with a group of people shit like that that's what i do it's the easy thing for me to do when i do that that's the best thing also another thing you can do is just force yourself to be friends with people because a lot of times uh, i know my i had two roommates that i could just kind of force my friendship on them and uh came friends from there because a lot of times you don't realize that a lot of people think the same things as you do where they're like it's hard to make friends and they have the same struggles as you so a good thing for you to do is just to force your friendship on other people and a lot of times they'll pretty much accept you if the if your personalities work out correctly into this friendship idea it'll work but also you're probably in college right now during covid and that's probably gonna suck too so assuming that was not the case um sometimes you just got to force friendships and it sounds forcing friendships is okay. Forcing relationships like with women is different. So let's not get into that. But no, sometimes you just got to force your friendships and uh, you kind of have to take the lead in that. And you make some friends. I've, I've a lot of friends I've had to force my friendship with. And, uh, we've like, I've had friends, let's say 20 years now at this point, like I'm friends with, um, that's just the thing. So my, me and Micah are going next year. Me and Micah will be on our 10 year anniversary of friendship. <laughs> it's just like I'm not saying it's homosexual, but it's gay that me and Micah are almost on our 10 years together. But uh, no, man, sometimes you got to force it. Sometimes you got to find the right friend to to be friends with to make yourself get other friends. It's just, you know, it's it's a game. But make sure your intentions are pure and you'll be fine. Next question I have have I been ghosted by my friends with benefit I a 22 year old female was sleeping with him 22 year old male twice a week all of last semester it was amazing he cooked dinner we'd have great conversations and great sex and then I'd go home since I lived like Minutes away. From the beginning, I was very clear in telling him that I was not looking for a relationship, and he seemed more than happy to keep things, to not label anything, but did not continue to act relationship y with me. During winter break, he texted me a bit, but he's left me on read twice. I know for a fact that he barely uses his phone, so she doesn't even have social media, but we go back to school next week, and I really want to continue being friends with benefits. I want to reach out to get together, but don't want to appear too clingy. Since it was me who has been adamant about keeping things casual, I'm worried he's no longer interested if he doesn't text me. The first this time, help. All right. So, it looks like you're in a pretty normal situation. Um, So, if he's ghosting you, um, a lot of things. So, the idea one thing I'm going to tell you, since this is a female writing to me, and uh, female to male writing to me, uh, looks like you got feelings for this guy. And uh, if you don't feel like you should be having feelings for this guy. So looks like that's what you did. Looks like you got uh you have feelings for this guy. Um that's one thing. You're just going to accept accept your feelings and uh go from there with it. Um you know, obviously you don't want to accept it, but sometimes you just got to, you know, sometimes just drink a bottle of wine and uh then figure out I'm like, you know what? I do have feelings for this person. Um, where do I go from here? And you figure your shit out. You start a podcast to figure that shit out because instead of going to therapy, I started a podcast. Um, uh, what best thing I can say? Um, maybe you two basically, okay. So if he doesn't accept like an offer to see you again, create a situation where you run to him in public and then have an actual conversation, like, hey, are you still interested in me? And most likely what it sounds like, he's probably met someone else, honestly. Um, He never really thought of you as, like, the girlfriend, or or ride-or-die, I don't know, on Spotify, Apple Music, Tidal, Amazon, everywhere you get music. Um, He never thought of you as a ride-or-die type, but uh, one thing I would say in regards to that, though, um, just kind of, maybe you have to force a conversation with him. That's the only thing I do. Don't act crazy over text messages, that's not going to look good. Um, but like figure out a way you can run into him accidentally in public. And, uh, that way you'll have a serious conversation with him. And, uh, that way, when you force that serious conversation with him, uh, you'll kind of get the answers you need. That's the best thing. It's probably not the best, but you're going to get the answers you want. Um, just be, make sure you're acceptable of the answers you get. Uh, but it sounds like you do have feelings for this person. So, uh, So um, yeah, that's the best advice I can give you. Uh, force them into a conversation with you about what you want to be and uh, decide if you want to be ride or die or not. But also, ride or die is out now on uh, all streaming services. So listen to my music, you bitches. Um, all right, next question. How many more do I have? One, two, three, four, five, six. All right, I only have six. Um, let's figure this out. Where was I? Where was I? Fucking, I shouldn't have scrolled past my fucking notes. Okay, here we go. I'm I'm back. You're mad. I'm back. Ha ha. So sad, and I hate that it's the uh, what the fuck is his name? Uh, guy with the perp, like the rainbow hair. He has a Goomba. I think the song's called Goomba, and I only really know it's called Goomba because that's Mario. Because I'm a fucking I play video games so oh yeah I know it's Takashi 6, 9 or whatever his fucking name is okay here we go this is actually okay this is actually a very good question and a very good like question okay so this question I have this is one I actually really thought of before coming to the show and I want to read it for you and I really think there's a right way to do it, and I think it's going to take a lot of people to figure out how to do it. Okay, so, I want to ask my friend, 19female, out now that she's a girl, but worried I'll, 20male, hurt her feelings. Okay. So, my friend Violet started transitioning at the very beginning of the first lockdown slash pandy. She told all of us in close-knit friends group that her name, pronouns, etc., and we all had a mini Discord party for her to celebrate. We've kept in touch though, locked down via Discord and multiplayer games, but we're not really the webcam kind, so we've not seen each other's face in a while. One of my friends pointed this out, and we all had a night where we got on camera to hang out, guys. She's stunning. I hadn't seen her since we still going by her. Since she was still going by her dead name, by her own admission, she never cared about how she looked then. Now that she can be her real self, she looks incredible. She has her hairstyle and makeup, and got her ears pierced. I think she started waxing her eyebrows. She's also my type: dark hair, 50s styles, rockabilly, with plans on piercings and tattoos once lockdown is over. So I started. So I stared at her for like a lunatic for a good five minutes, and had to pretend my camera was frozen. Anyways, here's the issue. I. A couple years ago, before she transitioned, Violet asked me out. I turned her down because I'm straight, I'm pretty ambiguous looking, a lot of people think I'm gay, and she was kind of hurt by it. We agreed to still be friends, and we are. She's probably my best friend in the world. She looks a little, she took a little break from the group while her feelings were still raw, but when she came back, it was all fine. And now I want to ask her, but I really don't know how whether I even should. It's not just about her looks, by the way, since she transitioned, she's so happy and just around her makes me grin like a dumbass. She's already super smart and kind, and I'm just worried that she'll think I only care about her looks since I didn't want to date her while she was presenting as a dude. I don't know how to explain that she's, like, a totally different person. Being allowed to be who she always really was, and I guess, if I'm honest, some of it is about her looks, because if it wasn't, I I wouldn't have been interested in her when she was still presenting as male. I'm super confused and could use some advice. Bottom line is, whatever happens, I don't want to make things awkward for Violet. She's got enough going on, as it is, without me making it worse. So, buddy... I am going to try to give you the best advice I can. Okay. So I'm just saying I've been, I've been hit on by trans women. And honestly, for me, I'm going to tell you my opinion. Um, the, the penis is a deal breaker for me. Okay. Like I'll, I'm totally on board with the idea trans women are women. That's perfectly fine with me. I'm perfectly fine with accepting that. I know a lot of trans people. I have no problem with them, honestly, because I'm not a psycho. And just because someone decided to change their gender and was once a man and now is a woman, that's not really something I really care about because I don't really care about a lot of things. I know what I care about and everything. But the idea is that you're now attracted to her and you're very accepting of her pronouns. You're in a rough spot. and I think I think the idea is the best way you're going to be able to handle this, honestly, is say, I've always really liked you as a person, but now that you're a female, now that you've transitioned, I'm probably going to say female. I've been saying female way too much, but on this like thing, if like someone puts down like I'm a female and they're a male. Um honestly, what I basically best thing I can tell you, bro, is um basically say, you know, I've always really loved you as a person, but now that you've transitioned as a female, there's something about you sexually that I really love. And now I want to be in a relationship with you. And there's something about you that I can't explain, but you make it, you make the (laughs) rope, it's, you make my junk feel funny when I climb the (laughs) the rope and chimp glass. That's um, Wayne's world reverence, that's way too old for probably you. But you may just need to be honest. Look, uh, there's a little bit of honesty because every relationship needs honesty. Um, There's only certain lies. There's, let's be let's be honest here for a second. In a relationship, there are lies that won't kill the relationship, and there are lies that will kill the relationship. And you gotta understand which lies are gonna be good. So best thing to say is you know, I'm when I was when you asked me out to be in a relationship or whatever, your first time or whatever, you you would say, hey look, I when, that was when you were a man, and obviously. I always loved you as a person, but relationship-wise, there's because relationships have a sexual part to it, I wasn't interested. But now that you have transitioned and there is the now sexual part to it, I want to be ride or die out now on Spotify, Apple, Tidal, Deezer, Amazon. Um, So this is going to be rough. Uh, I don't know the best way to guide you through this conversation because this is going to be a rough conversation, but I feel like if love is real, which I don't, I don't fucking know if that's real. I just, I've just watched a lot of movies. Um, I feel like you could, uh, you could make this work. You could ruin it. Uh, but at the end of the day, I just mentioned, Hey, at least I, I want to stay friends. So let's not fucking ruin it. So, uh, buddy, I, I think about you. I pray for you. In whatever way I pray these days, and uh, so uh, yeah, you know what the fuck's going on. Okay, here's a short one: Should I feel shame? Should I feel shame for thinking other people are attractive? This is just a question. I have a boyfriend, but sometimes I'll be watching videos, and some guys in the video will be attractive. Looking at to me. Or I'll see a picture of a beautiful man or even some people whose personality I like. I think to myself, wow, I could see myself with this person if my boyfriend and I broke up. I'm not planning on leaving him, of course. It's just a thought. And I'm never, nor will I ever act on those thoughts. However, I feel guilty or like I shouldn't be thinking it. But I can't help it. I was just watching a video and I saw a guy that looked absolutely beautiful. Like my dream man... Physical wise, sometimes I think of my boyfriend finding another girl attractive, and it makes me a little sad. But then I realize I do the same. Anyone have the same thought? This sex, I feel bad. Um, only thing I can tell you is if you you shouldn't hate yourself for finding someone attractive. Um, that's the way it is. But uh, don't be bragging about it to your man. That's that's not a cool thing to do. That's not cool at all. So don't do that. Uh, Be allowed to have what you're attracted to. He's going to be allowed to have what he's attracted to. But at the end of the day, you come together, you're both ride or die. Also, obviously, out on all your streaming platforms. So that's the way it is. I have food at the door. Give me a second. Okay, I'm back. Let me just put my headphones back on. Cause that is not content you come for. <laughs> what the fuck? Um. Okay. Let me go ahead and get to the next question. My boyfriend is annoyingly paranoid. I'm going to get pregnant. Is that the next question? Yeah, yeah, that's the next question. He's worried about getting pregnant. The first time I ever had sex with my current boyfriend, I told him I was on birth control. He still wanted to wear a condom, which I agreed, but still, for some reason, pulled out at the end. I didn't think anything of it until we hung out the next day, and he was super nervous around me till he asked me if he thought he should get me a plan B. I laughed at first, but he was dead serious. I told him, No, there's literally no chance, and it'll just be a waste of money. The next day, he left one in a grocery bag on my doorstep every time we have sex it goes like that he also tracks my periods and on the day i'm predicted he texts me multiple times asking me if i got it yet it makes me feel more like an object than a girlfriend and definitely doesn't make me feel attractive or desirable i talked to him about it And he said he had a pregnancy scare when he was 18. I talked to him what happened. And he said his girlfriend at the time was late on her period for weeks. And he was convinced he was going to be a dad. And that's not something he wants until he's a lot older. I understand his side as ridiculous as it may be. Those are his feelings, but I told him my own feelings on it, and he agreed he had no reason to be so paranoid at all the time. Even after stressing to him how I felt, a couple weeks later, my period was one day late, and he dropped pregnancy tests off to me and asked me to take them. After that, I told him to fuck off. I was 100% planning on talking to him again and stressing more how his paranoia makes me feel in order to move past this. Until two weeks later, I just get a text practically begging me to take the test and send him pictures of it. He apologized over text and said something along the lines of, I just can't stop thinking you're pregnant and scared to tell me, so you broke up with me. This is the advice if you guys think this is something that can be worked through of Or is it even worth it? So it sounds like he has a little PTSD from that situation. Um, Only thing I can say in regards to that. um, so So you're in birth control. If he feels comfortable with the condom on and pulling out, I'd say he should, I mean, like, just if he feels, I would say he should pull out, like, just pull out. I always feel weird. Like you should always pull out if you don't want to get pregnant until like, you know, one of you is, re- like, surgically good. Um. So it doesn't mean that's one thing he can just do. But if you, as long as you take the pill, you should be fine. He is overreacting, so don't act like you're, like you, you you're the crazy one. He's the crazy one, obviously. So tell him that if he wants to work on him, fine. But don't tell him that he needs. To be buying you Plan B every time you guys have sex—that's way too much money on his part. Just be like, stock it up, maybe, maybe like take it up, stock them up, and then break up with him, and then you could start just, you know, in case an accidental scare with someone else, then uh, you take it just to be safe. I've always thought about like stocking up on some Plan B, just to be safe, you know. Be like, oh, and then you just pull out the Plan B. You're just like, how the fuck? How many fucking times does this work out? All right. Yeah, he's he's the crazy one. You're fine. Um, just tell him to shut the fuck up. And uh, if he wants to work on him, that's his personal preference. But uh, you don't want a kid. And so just just make him confident on how much you don't want a kid. And he should be fine. Is it creepy that my 23 female married co-worker watches my Insta stories without following me? I'm not sure he realizes that. I can see he views my stories almost every day. He does it. He must have a search for my profile each time he wants to check it. If I have a story up, is it creepy? Should I say something? Um. So let me just go with the guy situation. on why like, he's not following you. So obviously he's married, so he doesn't want his significant other finding out that he's watching your insta stories so um he looks like he's just kind of watching it hoping you post something sexy and he has something to think about when he jerks off um do you need to bring it up to him uh that's a good question you can i don't think i honestly in this situation if you bring it up to him or if you don't bring it up to him it's gonna work out either way, but uh yeah, honestly, as long as you're not cheating on him, like he's just being a guy. He just wanted to see some he just wanted to get hard. So he's just hoping you you probably turn him on, but he's not gonna leave his wife for it probably in the meantime. But if he puts a move on you, you should probably watch the fuck out. Honestly. Next question. I got one. Two. Oh, I only got two questions left. All right, so we're almost done. Fortunately, I hope you wanted more, but, uh, this is the type of guy, oh, so I feel unmotivated when my partner is busy and is unavailable to speak with me. Hi everyone. I am having some attachment problems that I never thought I would face ever in my life. I'm a 19 year old female and my boyfriend is a 22 year old male. We've been in a distance relationship for barely six months now, moving in together in two months, and we both love each other very much. The relationship is very healthy. There's nothing to say about it. Before we decide to be together, I would be the most independent person, didn't need anyone's help to do anything, and I would be very motivated. Unfortunately, I noticed lately that when I call him on FaceTime and that he isn't available, I wouldn't be able to get anything done before he calls me back." It can sometimes last two hours and I'm here sitting doing absolutely nothing and I hate it. How can something be so, how can someone be so attached to another person that they can get, can't get anything done when they don't give them attention? It's honestly very frustrating but I'm happy, I'm self-aware and able to notice when my behavior is changing. Please help me to know how to fix this. Okay. So, okay, so I think I figured out your problem. Um, Best thing is, uh, I've probably been in your situation before. Um, best thing you can tell your partner is, obviously, you need something to distract you when this is happening, but also, if your partner's not answering your calls, like, on FaceTime or whatever, just, just kind of, like, have them be like, hey, can you just tell me what's going on, and then be like, I'll call you later, or something like that. Just give you that, just so your mind doesn't worry. It's like, probably have a little bit of anxiety. I have the same thing, so don't feel like you're one in a million or you you're insane because I feel the same thing. I force my friends to text me back, "Oh, I didn't realize you're too good for me now." Shit like that. So, it's it's that, but just ask your partner like, "Hey, if I call you and you can't talk to me, can you just just text me back real quickly your reasoning why?" Very simple. Um, so obviously, obviously also figure out something to do in the meantime to distract yourself. Um, in the meantime, if they eventually call you, because it sounds like he'll probably get back to you the same day. So, it'll probably just like ease your mind Like, yeah, he's probably just busy right now. If he doesn't look at me back, I'm going to go on a wolf hunt and find this bitch. All right. Last question for the evening. My wife has been sending pictures of her feet to a male co worker. How can I get her to stop this? All right. So, we all know this is TJ. Uh, who she is sending the foot pictures to. But uh, let's see what her husband has to say about her sending pictures of her feet to TJ. I do not have a foot fetish, quite the opposite of any. However, I cannot deny that my wife has very pretty feet. And she almost... Always wears flip flops or sandals all year round, so I am pretty sure she would be a foot fetishist stream. <laughs> I noticed lately that she has been taking a lot of photos of her feet lately. I didn't really think anything of it since she always taking selfies. But a few days ago, I spotted over her shoulders that she was sending some of the pictures to one of her male coworkers who she is friends with. I was pretty shocked, so I asked her what she was doing. Then it came out. That she has been sending him photos of her feet every day for over a year. She said that her coworker once complimented her feet and said it looked very pretty and asked her if she would send him some pictures. Apparently she said yes and didn't think it was a problem since it's just her feet. I told my wife that this guy clearly has a foot fetish and probably gets off to the pictures. She seemed to think it was a very, wasn't very was a very big problem. She said it's not like she sends photos or her breasts or anything. She keeps saying it's just feet. She thinks I am being totally unreasonable by being bothered, but I really want her to stop doing this because I can't get through to her. Okay, buddy. First off, I'm going to go with you, then I'm going to go with her. Um, For you, buddy, um, the big problem is she's doing it for free. Make sure that she's, like, getting some money off this shit. She's just fucking sending pictures of her feet to another man, dude. That's the problem. And the fact that she's having a weird problem with it should be a concern for you. So you're not entirely too wrong, but the thing is you should be asking her for money. All right, now for your wife. Why are you not charging this guy and just giving him fucking free pictures of your feet? What's the fucking situation where you think that it's okay for you to be sending pictures of your feet to someone who isn't your husband for free? That's the problem. Your husband's upset because you're not making money off this shit. I'm pretty sure if you could figure out a situation where you can make money off this shit, your husband would be entirely okay. So figure out a way... You sent... Oh, my God. You sent pictures every day to this fucking dude. That's the problem. You're giving the goods away for free. This women who charge so much for OnlyFans accounts, and their accounts are total shit. Their accounts are total shit. And Disney Plus is cheaper than their fucking OnlyFans. So the fact that you've been giving away pictures of your feed for free to this dude is a problem. So... That's all I got to say. So... Um, If she's going to continue sending anyone pictures of her feet, all I gotta say is y'all need to get some money into it, start saving up money for a vacation, and you need to benefit off pictures of your wife's feet and her feet, because I'm talking to both of you, and you need to stop being a fucking and letting her do this shit for free, so that's all I have to say about that, so nevertheless, thank you for listening to this episode of Cancel Sweezy. if you have any... Questions, comments, or concerns—you can always email those to uh, theschweigcast@gmail.com. Hopefully, a new email will get soon for questions, comments, or concerns. Uh, go check out my new EP, "Ride or Die," out now on whatever streaming service you listen to music on. Um, that's one way I would love—that's my favorite way for you to support this. Uh, you can like, su- like, and subscribe to this on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast from, and you know. Twitch as well. If you have an Amazon Prime account, connect the two and press the subscribe button over the follow button. And if you want to support the show even further, $5 a month, you can get no ad episodes of all my shows and be the person that I love. And so, nevertheless, he persisted, and I'm going to end the show now. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Sweezy. Uh, Like always, stay awesome. Tag, pray for Micah. Hey, you, you just finished a full episode of the Shwegcast. I hope your brain cells don't hurt. Uh, if you want to support this show financially in the best way possible, go check us out on Patreon for $5 a month. You, yes, you can get ad-free episodes of the Shwegcast, and is the best way to personally support me and this channel.